then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Heffron and Reap Show. I am John Reap. John Heffron will not be joining us tonight. Um, I think he's uh, he might be in Alabama, might be in Florida. Not sure exactly which one. I got a voicemail from him, and I couldn't understand it. Classic Heffron style. It was a little ADD, a little scatterbrained, and his connection was going in and out. Anyway, I've got the voicemail. I'll play it for you here in a minute. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, thank you for tuning in. Might as well hit the share button. It's not just me. I'm going to have a guest here in a second. We'll get to that. Uh, but if you hit the share button, that'll help us out. I'm checking comments. I'm doing it myself. What's up, Shane Flint and Jimmy and Robert and Mark and Chris? I see all your comments. Good to see you, James and uh, Shannon Ray. What's up? Uh, we're live on Facebook and YouTube on my page. John Heffron's page and our guests page, uh, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, I got a new review on uh, Apple Podcasts for Heffron and Reap I want to read. I love it when you guys write nice reviews. You write us a nice review. I'll read it. I'll give you a little shout out. All right. I've got a little air horn right here. I'll hit it for you. Okay. <laughs> Real simple. Uh, here's one by Jason Hartso. Uh, he gave us five stars. He said, uh, hilarious show, highly recommended. Heffron is hilarious. The other guy is meh. Inside joke. He wrote that in quotation marks. In all seriousness, John is great too. It's an equally hilarious team that will have you laughing and spending an hour wondering where the time went. I highly recommend you check them out. You can thank me later. No, thank you now, Jason Hartso. <laughs> thank you I, the only one who suffers from that is me possibly the alan jackson on the other end can't see his face but i'm sure maybe he's shaking his head at me what's up robert and sid cox and chad and alicia baker jimmy benson what's up um i got some tour dates i want to plug and i got comments from last week we have six patreons on heifern and reap that is all just six if you don't know what a Patreon is, that's a person who uh, gives us money. It's a supporter, you know, like rewarding us for doing such a great job here at the Heffern and Reap Show. I'm just going to give them uh, shout-outs real quick. Brenda Sachs, Steve Dean, Joey Ellis, Shane Flint, Bob Haynes, and Rick Sanford III. We love you. Thanks for your support. All right? Um but look, we got lots to talk about. I'm going to talk about me trying to get to Albany. I'm going to talk about a little bit of Joe Rogan talk up in here. Just a little bit. I'm going to save most of it for country-ish tomorrow night when I go live right here at 8 p.m. for an all-new country-ish podcast. We're going to get more into that with my other guest, uh, Ryan Sickler. That's tomorrow night. Uh, also, it's uh, lots to talk about. Oh, lots to talk about. Um, what else was I going to do? I had one other thing I was going to remind you guys of. Oh, tour dates. We'll plug it in a minute. All right. I say we just go ahead and uh, get to our guest. You guys know who he is. 
I've done shows with this guy before. Here's what me and Reno are going to try and do. Oh, yeah, I just cats out of the bag. Now you know who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I say we get to our special guest. What do you say, the Alan Jackson? Special guest time. There he is right there, <laughs> Reno Collier. <laughs> I was sitting there going, I wonder what this intro is going to be like. Ah, just a quick little, you know. It's fun, man. Yeah, me and John Hereford, we like, we both share a common interest in things from the 80s, you know, yeah. like Tron. Uh, oh, dude, I used to love that video game. Oh, yeah. Tron was great. The movie and the video game was great. Freaking awesome. I mean, it was... Uh, it was so futuristic back then, but now it looks hilarious. And that's kind of like what our background is. You know, can you see a little bit of the grid down there? We oh, try to go yeah. a little bit of Tron, a little bit futuristic from the eighties. Um, I loved cause it had this, the shifter yeah. on the video game. And there was, we had one in West Virginia where my grandparents lived in the general store thing. There was Tron and there was uh, track and field. Oh my god! And track and field, field had the two buttons that were like this far apart, and mm -hmm. you could take a butter knife and put them between your finger and go. Bah, 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 bah. And my dudes would jump out of the freaking thing. I could chuck the javelin. It was all. It was. A, <laughs> Wait a minute. But, well, hold on. Uh, you made like a seesaw out of yeah, a butter so knife. Like, the buttons were perfectly distance away from each other to put a butter knife between. I used to steal it out of my grandma's. Eventually, she just let me take one, so I only messed one of them up. Yeah, yeah. But I could put them between my fingers, and you hit one end, and it's hitting the other side. Like, oh, wow. my dudes would fly. I had the high score on track and field for, I don't know how long, but what it was genius, quite What a genius little cheat move you did there. Yeah. I was that kid that took apart the Rubik's Cube or took the stickers off. Like, I never <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. But. Yeah. I remember my dad uh, one time got a Rubik's Cube. And he went, he goes, I'll figure this out. And he's messing with it. And he goes, I gotta use the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom, comes back out. And it's, you know, he didn't <laughs> tell us he took the damn stickers off. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Um, remember the game track and field? I believe it was for Nintendo or Sega where it had that pad. Yeah. You had to roll out and you had to bounce up and down on the pad. Yeah. Yeah. I never had that. But dude, I always got like the, like everyone got Atari. And then I got in television, oh. which it, it had good baseball and football. It was like a cheaper one yeah. and it, it never had any of the cool, like the games that were at the movie theaters or the arcade. It had yeah. like off, <laughs> yeah. like it, it, it didn't have like defender. It had like defenseless or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like knockoff stuff. And it, the board didn't even look like a video game. It had a keyboard on it with like a flat. <laughs> board so like eventually some of the letters you'd mash them too much and then you couldn't use that yeah and i don't even know what that was for really but i i remember uh, which one was coleco vision is that what you said what did you say no this was in television in television coleco i don't even remember that i think they had let me describe the remote and maybe this is the same remote i don't know but, you know, it, it, all of them were cord, corded. So you got a little spirally cord. looks like a phone cord. Yeah. And the remote, 
was rectangle shaped with key, but with like key, like a phone pad, but it had like a weird uh, joystick that was flat and almost looked like a dial. Dude, when you said the court, <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh my gosh, that brings back memories. Now, is it? that which one is that? Is that in television or ColecoVision? I think that's ColecoVision. Wow. The no, that is actually that is actually the Intellivision. I can't see it. Yeah, it's the Intellivision. <laughs> yeah. So listen, Reno uh Collier, everybody, is doing this from his home in Nashville, uh, but he's doing it on his phone. And he's got glasses where he's got to look down his nose to see. Eventually, we're going to do this so often, you're going to invest in a bigger screen and all kinds of stuff. But right now, he's he's on a tiny little, uh, I think he's doing it from an iWatch. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it from my Intellivision. Yeah. This is way behind. Dude, I'm, I'm really sorry. I These glasses have three different prescriptions, whatever. So like I have to go like that to see well, and then if I look, I hold my head normal. I'm just guessing, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's why you're doing this to try and see what that was an Intellivision, but that's the same remote that I was describing with the ColecoVision. Right. Hey, the Alan Jackson, Google uh, ColecoVision. I want to see if it's the same as Intellivision. But they Intellivision, had, go ahead. It had Intellivision had great sports, like the football and baseball game were great. And that's what people wanted to play when they came to my house. But nobody else's games, like everybody be trading games. Like I'll trade you, you know, Space Invaders for Defender. And I'm sitting there like, football and baseball are good on television. You know, (laughs) I had no one to trade. No one else had it in my little neighborhood. That's interesting. Well, I remember the ColecoVision was really good at Donkey Kong. And Frogger, like it looked exactly like the arcade game. So when a guy, my buddy Greg, got a ColecoVision, we would all go to his house and be like, this is better than going to the – because it looked exactly like it. That's how good ColecoVision was. Um, Anyway, look, before I forget, Reno, call your – oh, here we go, the Ellen Jackson. ColecoVision, right. Same kind of – So it was pretty much the same. Same weird remote. How do you – how do they – why did they design a remote – for playing games to look like a damn a phone. I don't understand that logic. Did you ever use any of those other buttons to call anybody? But dude, if you remember back then, that was kind of trendy. Like the, the Casio watch with the, uh, all the letters and the numbers on it. Like I had a little keypad. Yeah. Like that was kind of the thing that, Oh, it looks computery. Like I remember the first computer my dad bought from our neighbor had cassette tapes. Right. Like you put a cassette into the thing and I could play Pong on it. But I, I, to this day, I don't understand how a cassette tape worked in that. That is, I don't remember cassette tape. Wow. Is that the first video game you remember seeing as a kid was Pong? Yeah. Like in somebody's house. Somebody's house. Yeah. Yeah. I have a vague memory of the first time I saw Pong and it happened to be a church. Like we had a record down there with all kinds of toys and kids. And there's this old black and white TV that had, that had Pong on it. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I could, I couldn't believe that you could control the things on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Dude. I remember like when I first got good, I was never really good at video games. 
but I got pretty good at Space Invaders. And there was a movie theater in Raynell, West Virginia that I used to ride my bike to. And I would pump quarters into that thing. Then I became friends with the people and they set it up so I could just play. Oh, nice. So I just had like, I just was like, they were friends with my grandpa and I just was like, ah, but I'd eat these. Remember those uh, suckers that were like dip? They were like a cone shape, uh-huh. but they were different flavors all the way down. A sucker that's cone shit. Oh, oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What was that called? Oh my gosh, what a blast from the past. I forgot all about that thing. Yeah, and it was I used to eat those things because I could get them at the movie theater and I'd eat them and play this freaking game, play Space Invaders forever. Wow, what is that candy? I mean, it's the kind that was so rainbow sp- pop. No. Yeah, it wasn't like a frozen pop, it was just like no, it was candy. hard candy. Yeah. yeah. It was a hard candy. It was a rainbow color. It was cone shaped. And it, it was, was if you had feelings in your mouth and your teeth, you'd yank them right out. You'd yank your teeth right out. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like putting concrete, like they catch on your teeth. You had to suck it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, let's plug some tour dates real quick. Um, where are you going to be, everybody? Where can people catch the Reno Collier out there in the wild? So this weekend, I'm going to be at the Grove. Oh, wait. There they are. Sucker, That's, dude. It. That's it. What's it called? Astro something. Astro oh, yeah. Roxanne sucks Sussex. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of suck it, Roxanne sucks it. Sussex. <laughs> She's what they're called. Astro Pops. Wow. I knew it was something pop. Oh, man, dude, I want one of those. I wonder if Cracker Barrel has them. <laughs> if they're anywhere, Cracker Barrel has them. Yeah. Wow, dude, I forgot all about them things. Okay, plug your tour dates. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm at the Grove in uh, in Lowell, Arkansas this mm-hmm. weekend, which is a freaking killer club. Then February 25th, I'm in Lebanon, Indiana. The 26th, I'm in Kokomo, Indiana. Then March 4th, I'm at the Key Palace Theater. And March 5th, I'm in Plainfield, Indiana. And those dates can be found at RenoCallYourComedy.com. Okay, RenoCallYourComedy.com. Very good. Um, all right, good dude. I Were you anywhere this weekend? Were you performing anywhere this weekend? No, I took off for my birthday. <gasps> oh, Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, my friend. How how old are you? 41. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look great. <laughs> so 76. I be, I'll be 50 in March. Are you you're around my age? Are you I'm 51? 51. 51. Yeah. Okay. So you're like a year and a couple months, a year and a month older than me. Because I'll be I'll be 50 March 26. And it's February. It's almost here, buddy. Yeah. Wow, and I'm coming to Nashville. Just gonna figure out what I'm doing. Come um, visit me. I'm bringing a bunch of Hickory friends with me. Stay on your own. <laughs> <laughs> We're staying at the Drury downtown Nashville. I got uh, Lucy gave me a good corporate rate that they use at the Zanies. Yeah, and so I got a really good rate for all me and all my friends. And we're gonna. Um, most of them never been to Nashville. Oh God, you guys and, are gonna have a freaking. Blast. You know, we're gonna. It's gonna get saucy. I'm gonna take them to Broadway, and it's gonna be messy. Oh, it's but, gonna be um, so much fun. Gonna be fun. Uh, all right, so let's do this. Let me plug my tour dates. Uh, this weekend, I will be in Kansas City, Missouri, at the new Funny Bone, or is it the Improv? I think it's the Improv. Yes. Wait, were you just there, Reno? 
Uh, or was John Heffern there? I can't. I, I think forgot. John Heffern was there. Maybe John Heffern was there. I'll be uh, Kansas City this weekend, uh, February 11 and 12. After that, Richmond, Virginia at the Funny Bone. February 26th, High Point, North Carolina, High Point Theater. That's real close to here. And uh, all of those dates can be found at johnreap.com or actually go to heffernandreap.com. Click on tour dates. They're right there. Um, but, dude, this one just got added. It's not up there yet, but uh, I'm doing a gig with Larry the Cable Guy in uh, Sharpsburg, Kentucky, May the 20th. How oh, far nice. is that from you, dude? What's that? Sharpsburg, Kentucky. How far is that from Nashville? It can't be that far. I don't know. You should oh, come. You guys will have a blast. Yeah. Come hang out with us, dude. Um, I did that that venue with uh, Rodney Carrington a while back. It's a brand new venue. It's an indoor-outdoor kind of a deal, which usually is not great. But this is like the Field of Dreams kind of a venue where it's like they're, they're, this is out in the middle of nowhere, and it's just this thing. Around you, you just see – hills and trees there's nothing out there and all of a sudden you go down this dirt road and boom there's this gigantic barnyard um and it's just for performing you know like mostly musical acts but uh me and rodney did it and i'm gonna do it larry so anything oh, you want awesome. me uh, any dirt i can uh i know you know larry pretty good dude we can destroy him if you want to <laughs> <laughs> How far do you want to go? Right. Is it a one-off? I mean, do you want to trash? It's a one-off. So <laughs> I'll tell you what. If he doesn't do some sort of promo with me promoting that gig beforehand, when I get to the venue, then we have to – I'm going to go before him so I can make it hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, light him up. Light him up. But – um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, dude. That's going to be great. Dude, I will totally try to come to that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. If it's close by, you should try and come. Hey, does that place do guest sets or anything? It will. <laughs> you should just show up. No, don't you hate when people do that? Hey, really? Yeah. You're doing the fair, the <laughs> Iowa State Fair? Do they do guest sets at that? <laughs> Where do they, yeah. Who do I call to do that? Right. You go, the, they do, but um, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had a hell of a time this weekend trying to get to my gig in Albany, New York. To get was, there or get home? Uh, both. Um, actually, I was trying to get there Thursday night. Um, and, and real quick, everybody, I see all the comments. Can you see these comments, Reno? No. Uh -uh. Okay. So we got a lot of comments from Jimmy and Brian and Bob and Dylan. Someone wants to know, is Reno a vet? I see the shadow box. Explain the shadow um, box. No, that is uh I did like 75 shows in Iraq and Africa and you know, so they gave me that. Right. And I'm just real proud of it. But no, I was not a vet. I went to military school for high school. There you go. I got I a buddy, I got a I got a buddy that calls me every veterans day and goes, Thanks for your service in high school, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is so crazy. Where I was, I was just in um, Albany. The hotel I was at, they had uh, a cool little lobby lounge area yeah, where you'd get breakfast and, and like there's a little bar and like a pool table. But in one area, it was roped off and it said just for um, the um, 
National Guard members. And I went down there and I'm looking around. There's nobody in the regular lobby. There's nobody in the National Guard part. And they had the best chairs. Yeah. And I was sitting there going like, I want to sit over there, but I'm not a, and that would be stolen valor if I tried to walk in there and sit down. I, I, I almost went in there and thought, like, no one's going to care. There's yeah. nobody here. Why can't I sit but here? But you would know, John. I would know. And that little voice inside you. That's why I didn't do it. I yeah. walked I walked in there and looked around and was like, ah, someone's going to. There's a camera and there's a God. And he yeah. will know. That's right. Dude, I do. I'm a spokesman for a nonprofit called a soldier's child. Yeah. And a lot of people think I'm doing it because I'm a veteran and I'm always like, no, I'm not. I do not want people thinking that I'm not trying to come off like that. Yeah. You know, everybody in my family was in the military except me, but (laughs) (laughs) you tried, you went to the military school. It just didn't stick. You know, and they were like, this isn't, yeah, that's not a good idea. I joined the Marines when I was in college mm-hmm. and I got right up to sworn in, fake the flat foot thing, the whole deal. And I got busted with a fake ID and they booted me and then they put me on some delayed entry thing or whatever. And all my friends from military school that joined the military were over in Iraq. And I was like, I'm going to go. And my stepdad calls me up. He was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. He's like, you moron. By the time you get through, everyone's going to be home. Stay in college and stop being a jackass. Your mom's working till 8 o'clock at night to pay for it. Wow. Do you yeah. think you go into mil- – was it military school? Yeah. from I, I lived there from when I was 14 all the way through high school. Wow. Do you think that was – do you think it was better for you to go there than a normal high school, like yeah. a, you know, public school? Yeah, dude. I think military school for some guys is the perfect thing. Yeah. I mean, when you take girls, there was a girl, all girls school, and it wasn't, you know, like a B movie where we're sneaking over. Hey, girls, let's get, you know, <laughs> hey. but we had dances and stuff like that or whatever, and your girlfriend from home could come. But taking girls out of a classroom changes guys a ton already right having to march for hours on end they don't do it as much anymore but dude i remember marching for four hours straight in a square wow just boom sometimes carrying a gun yeah, I was yeah. 14 i weighed like 108 pounds man see i, I wanted to go after seeing the movie taps <laughs> yeah me too I, it didn't turn out well at the end for uh tom cruise right but I love that movie. I thought, how cool would that be? Because I was like a Boy Scout. I was Cub Scout. I, I kind of was going that way. And then puberty and girls, it sort of just took over. But you're right. I think it's probably more efficient. You probably learn a lot more if you're in a school where girls aren't distracting you. I mean, not that right. it's just our own hormones. We can't. You can't hard, help it. You can't focus. You know, The only problem. About. The only problem with it was I went to college to play baseball. And when I got there, I'd been in military school for four years and there were girls and booze and all this stuff. And I quit baseball Yeah, because I couldn't believe it, it was like, oh, uh, and they're like, we're <laughs> going to get up at run at six. And I'm like, you are. Yeah, I'm right. not. And I'm missing. You know, so it was like uh, I didn't last at all. Yeah. I mean, it was but it was so it was so good for me 
to get out of an environment. The worst advice I ever got, I used to go to my baseball games, but I wouldn't go to school. And my coach one day was like, Reno, listen, you can't play if you don't go to school. Just go to school and don't do anything. <laughs> and it was like an epiphany. I was like, right. Yes, that's right. it. Then I don't get in trouble. I didn't have to do anything and I still get to play baseball. <laughs> I mean, what's. <laughs> That's, that's pretty, he knew you well enough. Just that's the words you needed to hear to to make it click. Yeah, that's but then good. a year later, I was in military school. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everybody, we see your comments. Um, we're going to try and get to as many as we can. Um, but I, I want to catch Reno up real quick, so I'm going to ignore the comments for a minute, and then when me and Reno are done talking, we'll go back to the comments. Okay, um, I got to tell you about Albany, dude. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was letting the people know that we see them, but I'm, I want to talk to you for a minute. This was crazy. I was trying, have you been to the Albany funny bone? No. Okay. So it's, it's in, uh, it's in New York. It's up there. It's cold. It's been, it's, they, they get snow all the time and they, they got hit with a storm. I was trying to get there Thursday night. All right. Just so I, when I get there Friday, I'm there. Um, I don't have to travel. I don't like always traveling the same day. Um, if I don't have to, I don't, I won't always do it, but I'm the anyway, same way I go in a day early. Yeah. If I if, if, if I can, you know, if there's nothing else going on and I can do it, I'll try and do it. So anyway, I was supposed to get there Thursday night flight got canceled. I'm like, all right, well now I'm going to get there Friday afternoon. I'm already thinking, Ooh, this is going to, this is going to be close. I might have to miss that first show or I'll be making it just in time. I'm going to land at four 30. I'm going to go to the that got canceled. Then it's like, now I got to tell an agent or a manager or somebody over there. I'm not going to make that first show. Right. Right. All right. Then the next flight that night got canceled. Okay. Then the next flight was supposed to be Saturday morning. At this point, I'm like, I've already missed the Friday shows. Right. right. Now I'm only doing four shows. So that's half my money gone already. Right. <laughs> right. Cause I don't expect them to pay me for something I'm not doing. Right. Right. You know, even if it's an, a guarantee, I'm not going to go like, well, use cause I'm not burning a bridge. I'm not right. going to make someone pay me for something I didn't do, but I already felt bad for the people who bought tickets for Friday night. So I'm thinking, all right, well maybe we'll, maybe we can do Saturday. They rebooked me for Saturday and I get up Saturday morning. I'm talking like eight in the morning and I got to drive to Charlotte, which is an hour. So I drive to Charlotte Early in the morning, I get there, get into the uh, get into the gate area. Flights canceled. I'm like, oh. okay, so now when they're going to rebook me? So the, I had to tell them like, I don't know what this is going to work. My my flight wasn't going to leave until like later in the afternoon. I almost thought like I'm going to have to cancel all the shows and just you know call this a loss. And I told my manager that. And I said, listen, whatever Stroop wants to do, you know, Dave Stroop. Love him. Just talk to him today. Yeah. I said, whatever he wants to do, I'll do. If he wants me to go there for one show, I'll try and make it happen. If if not, he goes, well, he's not going to twist your arm, but it would be nice if you could make it. I'm like, damn it, I'm going. All right, let's go. Anyway, I get on the plane. Now they have rebooked me to where I have to fly to Washington, D.C. first get on a connecting flight to Albany. 
I'm like, well, that's where something's going to go wrong. I just right. knew it. So I get to DC. That went smoothly. Get on the next flight. In the air, they said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, runways in Albany are still too icy to land. So we're going to uh, divert, reroute. We're going to... We're going to land in Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. So now I'm thinking, well, what's going to happen now? This is fun. This has turned into a trains, planes, and automobiles scene because the dude next to me was this old guy who loved to talk to me. He was like an old skinny John Candy. Right. And I was like Steve Martin because I'm just on my phone going like, uh, I don't know, you know, texting people. He's like, well, I did this, uh, you know, he just starts talking to me. I'm like, all right, right. Mm -hmm, cool. All right. And, um, we land and he's saying, look, if we have to rent a car, I got a car. You can ride with me. Like he's already offered me a ride. I don't know this guy. Yeah. He's going to give me a ride to, uh, Albany, which is an hour and a half away from Connecticut. So we land, they say everyone off the plane, we're going to figure it out. Uh, we get off the plane and they go, Oh, by the way, we are not, uh, we're not going to Albany. Uh, we're not going, none of you are going on this plane. This plane's going to go back to DC with no one on it. And they said, you're on your own. So I'm like, Whoa. I had to rent a car and drive an hour and a half to Albany, did two shows and I came back and it took me all day to get back on that Sunday. But you've had moments like this, right? Yeah. Where it's like an all day venture. At some point you go from, you go from like frustration to anger to just like, this is comical. I, yeah. you know, I should be recording this. What's going to happen next? But I went up there, I did two shows and I want to thank everybody that's watching this right now. Cause I plugged this podcast and country ish. Thank you uh, for coming to the shows. We had a good time. It turned out to be one of the better shows I've had in a while. Um, but yeah, you've had moments like this, right? Yeah, dude, they're horrific. Or you yeah. get, you land. One time coming out of Chicago, I had to take a flight at one o'clock in the morning. It was the only flight left and go to Huntsville, Alabama. And Sandy had to come pick me up in Huntsville at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. I mean, uh, it's like, and the airlines do not care. No, they I don't. Mean, they I flat out will be like, hey, guess what? You're on your own. Well, what about this 14 year old kid who's flying? Yeah. What are you doing with him? What are you doing with the old man? Who has, right. and I get it. I mean, what are they supposed to do? But they don't like, they used to go, okay, we're going to get you a hotel and right. here's some money for food. And then we're going to have you already rebooked. Now they're like, bye. They literally said, you're on your own, which I was like, that is, I've never heard them be that, that rude, that ballsy before to even, I know they think that, but they've never verbally been confident enough to say those words that's like saying f you you're on your own figure it out yeah we didn't get you Was to all american yeah i knew it but the what that pisses me off because i'm a loyal customer with american like Dude, i have tons of miles with them me too that's and, the one i use all the time yeah and so i wrote an angry letter and i told them they hurt my feelings you know you can't say those words like that did you know if you start if you start tagging them on twitter I did. And go on a rampage. They will start going like, "Hey, what can we do to help?" They, and it's like I yeah, already did, and they've already reached out to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to send them the receipt from the uh, rental car. 
I'm like, you, you at least owe me this much money for the rental car. I wasn't planning. On, you can't drop people off somewhere. They didn't plan on going. Yeah. With no, they don't know. We don't know anybody in Hartford. And you know what? Try to get your money back for that flight. Right. And go, hey, you know what? Let's 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 make it fair. You didn't get me where you said you were going to go. So right. give me my money back. Yeah. Yeah. And don't um, charge me for it. Yeah. And have fun. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't happen to you when you're going to uh I'm driving. Dude, if it's with if it's within 10 hours, I won't fly. 10 is your thing? 10. I'll leave a day early and stay in a Hampton Inn and find a Jimmy John's and watch Sports Center yeah. and get up the next day and finish it before I'll go to the airport. Because it's just dude, that happens so often. People think it happens every once in a while. Yeah. They'll screw you up. At the, the one Southwest has, I don't know, I mean, I'm trying to do a commercial for, but <laughs> they they have been easier yeah. than other ones, but it sucks so bad, dude. And with weather and COVID and people complaining, and it feels like I'm going to strangle myself when I go through security. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to get my truck and drive. Yeah, that's my cutoff used to be five or six, but I've upped it to eight. I might go to 10 with you, buddy. Yeah, because you're right. It is. You have to wear a mask the entire time you're on the flight. The entire time you're at the airport, your face is covered. You're breathing your own air. That's yeah. not fun. Okay. Yeah. So right away, I don't have to do that in my car. Okay. Right. Then you're right. You got to get there an hour early. You got to go through security and, and the, the weather. So I think I might switch it to 10. Dude, I and I like that. listening to music or, yeah. you know, Talking, I call people that I haven't talked to in a lot that I need to stay in touch with, friends and stuff that I think I'm too busy to call. It makes me go like, you know, I'm gonna talk to my mom for an hour. So if it's ten hours for you, that's probably like seven hours for other people. I know you drive like an old grandma. <laughs> that's not nice. You drive. I love Reno Collier to death. I love him to death, <laughs> but. The guy's not in a hurry when he's driving. It's so funny because I'm sitting there looking at like, are we? I'm looking. At the, it said 65. You're going 64. Dude, at least you do 70 in a 65. I know. I my wife will sit there quietly. She doesn't say anything for five minutes, and I and I can tell that it's been like building up because all of a sudden she'll go, "Would you please drive faster?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm going," and she's like, "Look, you're doing 55 and it's 70." And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I'm talking like I, I, I and that's why when I travel by myself, I have nobody saying anything. What is you it? Know? Do you so do you drive faster when you're alone? I just don't pay attention. to it. <laughs> like, I will. If I'm paying attention, I'll put cruise control on like 78 uh -huh. if it's 70. Oh, but sometimes with trucks, you have to slow down so much. So I just drive along as you know. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's stuff. how they teach you to do it. I mean, that's a safer way to do it. I can't like I'm Sammy Hagar. I can't drive 55. I gotta. Oh, I want to get going. I want to get down the road. I've gotten so many tickets. It's not. It's not good. Yeah. But I don't know how you do it. You're too old to be driving that slow. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're too young to be driving that slow. <laughs> you know I think I mean? you got it right the first time, dude. I've all I've always been like that. Like yeah. I've always just driven. It's not all the time. I either drive real fast, well, not real fast to most people, but like nine. I I got I got a buddy that's a state trooper. He says nine, you're fine. Ten, you're mine. So I stay at the nine. Oh right, right, right. You know, stay in the nine, or 
if I'm not paying attention and I really like what I'm listening to, I might slide down into the lower 60s <laughs> until somebody comes up behind me going really fast and pisses me off. And then I go back to like 79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what What's the last time you got a speeding ticket? It's been a long time, man. Yeah. Years. Do you remember how much, how fast you were going or do you remember anything about the ticket? I remember my kids were pretty young and I was going really fast. Um, and I was sitting there going like, the cop, I was in Virginia, and the cop comes over, and I'm, my kids are in the back. So I'm like, hello, officer, which I'd always be respectful to a cop, but I go, you know what? What I did was wrong, and I need to be punished for it. I'm not going to try to get out of it. I apologize for making it unsafe. And, and I was looking at my kids, and I'm looking at him like maybe he's going to go, ah. Oh. He looks at me, he goes, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, thank you, officer. <laughs> like, my kids are like, so you getting in trouble? Are you going to jail? I'm like, no, I'm not going to jail. I'm oh, just getting wow. a ticket. He came back and I was going like 18 over. Oh yeah. And it was expensive, man. It was like 300 bucks. Yeah. I got um I've gotten many tickets over the years. I've I mean, I've I've lost my license. Um Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was uh the last ticket I got I was coming from um, Wilmington to Raleigh, and it was like 12 midnight, yeah. and there was nobody on the road. And there's this one stretch of I-40 where it's just flat, and you don't even realize like how fast you might be going. I was in my mom's Volkswagen Bug, and I was just in a hurry, yeah. and I was probably going 90-something. And I didn't even realize I was going 90 and I and I, I saw these two these lights go and I looked down. As soon as I saw the lights, I looked to see and it was 90 something. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to jail. Yeah. And two cops pulled me over. There was two of them. And dude came up and was like, What what's going on? I was like, I know, dude. I'm sorry. I was in a hurry. I have no excuse. Throw the book at me. I get it. And uh, he wrote me a ticket for exactly how fast I was going. He would, you know, he wasn't going to knock off five. And it took it took an act of Congress to get out of that one. I know one of, people. <laughs> one of my buddies had an IROC. And oh, I, my I, brother had an IROC. I got pulled over going ninety four on eighty five. And in North Carolina, they have an exceeding ninety. I don't know if they have it anymore. But if you're exceeding ninety, they put you in jail. They'll take you to jail. They did. They took me to jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear this story. What happened? So I, it, it didn't last long. It was on a Saturday. They brought me in. They had to wake up some old dude who was a magistrate out of his house. And he came down. And he was a judge. And he just kind of took care of it. But I was oh, wow. dating this girl, right, yeah. who had a Mustang. And I was racing her. Well, that's another ticket oh, for racing. Right. We show up to court. Later on, we broke up. Her brother was an attorney in Chapel Hill. Yeah. He shows up for her. I And I go up first and I don't have a lawyer. I'm in like dirty, cl I have my work uniform on. Like I knew how to do it. You know, like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm 21. I just, I have a job and I'm late for work and I'm, blah, blah, blah. and he's like, ah, he's like, let's drop, we'll drop it down to 81. Take the, take the racing off and blah, blah, blah. And, and whatever, a hundred bucks. I'm like, thank you so much. You know, I'm at the mercy of the court. And the cop was sitting there and the cop was like, he was very respectful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. She gets up with her brother and her brother's like, I represent, da, 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 da. 
And uh, we are going to say that the policeman, blah, 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 bing, bing, bing. And the judge goes, exceeding 90, bam, like $400. So she had to pay. She got her brother to come. He ended up screwing her up because it looked like they were going to try to blame the cop and the judge wouldn't have it. But he let me scoot because I'm dirty. See, who's the smart one? Listen, oh, man, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. Not just that moment, but how... How to get out of situations, right? Now, did, did anyone teach you to do that? Did, or did you military just, school. Military school. Yeah. It's okay. just like things that are funny, like stuff you had to get away with. Like when I was in public school, like in a regular school by my house, you could get away with anything. Yeah. People were just like, but when somebody's watching you all the time and you still, and you're trying, it's a cat and mouse and you try to. Mm-hmm. you know, finagle and figure out what works and <laughs> what somebody's emotions, you know I mean? Dude, I, I went in, in college. I used to sit there. Every professor I had my freshman year thought I had an ulcer because I told him I did. <laughs> and all you had to do was say it bleeds when I poop and nobody wants to talk to you anymore. So I sit in my class and I start acting like I was having stomach problems. And I'm like this, and I'm just looking, I'm looking at the professor. I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like the stress of my parents getting divorced and in college. Just, I just can't get used to being away from, I don't, my parents got divorced when I was 14. It bleeds when I poop. Yeah. Dude, if you ever say, if you want to end something, <laughs> yeah. you just go, when I poop, it bleeds and nobody wants to yeah, talk. Like, like, fine, fine, fine. Just, fine. just go deal with that. I, I, you're not in trouble. Just stop talking to me. Like, well, okay. But military school, you know, you've learned discipline. You learn, you know, to be honest, probably, and just be like, hey, listen, mercy of the court. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. I know I broke the law. I respect you, officer. You were, you probably had some um, built in respect for people in uniform because of military school. Yes, My dad sir. Was, no, yep. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, yeah. this guy's got a gun on his hip. You better be nice to this guy because even if he thinks you're packing, he could accidentally shoot you and you would still be dead, even if he was wrong. That's right. So, my dad told me a long time. My dad used to be a cop. He said, Don't mess with cops. Yeah. Deal with it later. You know, don't let them write you a ticket, whatever it is, figure it out in court. You know, that, that's why. And I, most of the time, they don't even show up to court for They won't even ticket. show up. Yeah. So, I learned a long time ago. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of accidental shootings. Um, you know, it's in the news all the time. Yeah. Where a cop accidentally uh, shoots or kills someone at a traffic stop. And nine times out of 10, when you go back and look at the tape, the guy that he shot was kind of being douchey or arrested, you know, like resisting, trying to put up a fight, saying, like, I know my rights. You can't do this. And now they're dead. Yeah. And well, dude, dad, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to get into a political. No, I, I'm not trying. I'm just but, trying to help if you, people. If you think about it, if, you, if I was a cop, and I pulled you over, and you suddenly jerk and reach inside and grab something and go like, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to, you know, these guys? Right. Well, I have like a, a little bit of a solution. I really think what they should do, and I'm being all serious here, when when you go get your driver's license at 16, right, you have to yeah. take a test. Um, at some point, you have to take a driving test as well. Well, part of the driving test needs to be what how to get pulled over i don't think that they teach you everything uh yeah. in terms of how to get pulled over they tell you to pull over make room for the cop 
but they should tell you everything. Keep your hands up here. Did you hurt? Uh, you put your hands like this. You no cross quick them. Movements. I told my kids this. Yeah. I'm like, you don't grab, you put your hands on here. You pull well enough over. Some of these people you see pulled over in a construction thing. They're, they're sticking out into the highway. Yeah. You're right. No one told them. Like, yeah. get off the road. The cop needs room right. to walk. And even if you didn't do anything wrong, right, yeah. and you get pulled over, yeah, you're going to be upset. Yeah, your day might be ruined. But you will be alive if you just go right. with the flow and just say, yes, sir, no, sir. I got out of two tickets in one day because I kissed ass. Yeah. You know well, dude, I mean? if you think about all the crap they put up with all day long and they pull somebody over and you go, you know what? All on me. I'm right. sorry. You know, that's all on me. I got nothing. Yeah. I, I, I don't have an excuse and I appreciate Dude, that would make, I'd be like, you know what? That's who you give a right. Not if he pulls up and you go, hey, man, kiss my ass. Who do you think you are pulling me? You know, what do you expect him to do? Exactly. He wants to go home to his kids. So they're talking about retraining police officers. You know, I think we should start with the human beings as well, the citizens. Yeah. When you turn 16, there needs to be a special course on how to get pulled over the correct way to do it. Cause it's all going to happen to everybody. Yeah. So here's what you do. If you want to live <laughs> to see right. another day, you know, well, here's that what and if you get in an accident. Yeah. Like nobody, I have to tell my kid, but nobody tells people like, if you get in an accident, here's what you do. Here's, here's a list of oh numbers of people you call, mm -hmm. you get off the road. Yep. You stay away from, you know what I mean? Like they're all those things. It's You're like so right. there, there are people who just camp out where they got like in the middle of the road where they got a, a fender bender and they turn their yeah. blinkers on and they just sit there because yep. they think, well, for insurance purposes, I can't leave the city. Just pull over. You, you know, just get off, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it steers, it clears. That's, That's what right. Yeah. So do you ever when you're driving, do you ever drive when you're driving the highway and just have the thought in your head, if it ain't rubbing, it ain't racing, and you just yeah. want to like just <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are many times because I'm a lead foot where someone behind me is really slow, and I wish that there was a device like a hand that could come out and just pick up the car and just move them over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I've had fantasies of that. I've I've thought about like how how strong would that hand have to be? What does the hand look like? Like I'm already envisioning all of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, real quick, I want to read some comments from last week because I want you to know we're looking at your comments. Bob Haynes, Michael, Shane, we see all your comments. Um, last week, Bob Haynes said, wow, I never thought of that with cave paintings. Some of them are really crazy. We talked about cave paintings. Last week we had a... Uh, 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 Oh, what's his name? Fitzgerald, a comedian from uh, Denver, and John Heffern and Tammy Pascatelli were all on here at one time. Love and it. He was a vet, and he was talking about like early art and early cave paintings and that kind of stuff. Uh, Joel Pace, you know who that is? I love Joel Pace. He says, Reap, oh, uh, this is a question for you as well. If you had to describe you, you, you your sense of comedy, your style of comedy, you had to compare it to uh, music. What what music are you? What band are you? What artist are you? All right, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ooh, I like that. Now, 
my that's comedy. How you, that's how you see yourself. But but hold on a minute. But my comedy is not nearly as good as his music. <laughs> I just really liked Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I listened to it. Before. He, I feel there's something about him when he plays the guitar, and I can air guitar my ass off. Like I freaking, da, 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 you know what I mean? When <laughs> yeah. I drum, I spin the sticks. You know, I'm in. Oh it. yeah, dude. But there's something about when he plays. And he he talked a lot about how he was influenced by Jimi Hendrix so much and so much of the, but dude, it sounds like he's not even trying, right? And yeah. he's just fantastic. It's like and the guitar is part of his body, where it's yeah. like it's just part of it's like a, a like extra arm or something. So maybe I just really like Stevie Ray Vaughan, but I'm nothing like he did. Now, he what did would you describe sober. if you if you had to tell someone Reap is like, and then you had to say music? What would you tell people i am right so last week someone said i'm more of a darius rucker pop and country uh i got good dancing skills but i can do them in jordans and boots that's what joel pace said about me that's actually pretty good i, I get that um 38 specials what tammy said i'm i'm like 38 special i kind of like that, that. I'm kind of like I I think I'm more of like I'm not country but I'm not hard rock I'm southern rock that's how right. I would describe you know myself I but, was gonna say Skinnerd for me but it's not that's gotten so cliche sounding yeah 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 but if you really listen to it, they're freaking awesome they are great I mean um, we have people from New Zealand watching this too Kyle Cowie Cowie from uh, New Zealand says what's up what's up buddy what's up? yeah Sonia Collings. Uh, oh, the guy we had on last week. Oh, he was hilarious. He looked like Sam Elliott, but he sounded like Tommy Chong. <laughs> it was hilarious. He's a funny dude. He's a comedian out of Denver. You should look him up. Um, all right, dude. Uh, the Alan Jackson. Do you remember that guy's name? Fitzgerald. Anybody was, remember? Uh, Dr. Kevin Doc Fitzgerald. That's it. Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald. Look him up. I didn't want to forget his name in front of everybody. But yeah. Hey, Jessica. Oh, look, we got some girl named Jessica Reno. Much love from High Point, North Carolina. You got Reno Collier sitting right over here. And I will be in High Point, North Carolina at the end of this month. Jessica, you better come see me at the High Point Theater. You know what I'm saying? That date will be February 26th. Get on it. Get your tickets to jobreap.gov. <laughs> um, dude, what else you want to talk about? I got other topics we can go off on. Anything you I want to bring pee up? I got to pee so bad. You got to pee? Yeah. Go pee. I can I can talk to the people. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> you go pee. We only got a couple more minutes anyway. We've been going for 51 minutes. The Alan Jackson, come in here with me. Hey, what's up? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I, I'm fine. Um, I want to say happy National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Thank you. It's yeah. uh, it's my favorite holiday. <laughs> I was going to take off work today, and uh, but then I wanted to be here for the show. So um, I appreciate it. I thought about it as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, what is your favorite pasta dish? Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> what is your second favorite pasta dish? Fettuccine Alfredo with chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to say shrimp for the third. And then yeah, um, shrimp. So let's go fourth. That. What's your um, fourth favorite pasta dish? So I like, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, tortellini. Oh, now uh, those are the ones that 
Curl? They're like rings and they have uh, stuffed in them, like, you know, cheese or something inside the rings. Oh, oh yeah. I like those. Yeah. That's good stuff. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that as well. Uh, happy National Fettuccine Alfredo Day, Reno Collier. Dude, I know. You know what? And happy National Fettuccine Day to you, too. I. You. This is the biggest day of the year. It really is. You know what I mean? We, we sent our greeting cards to each other. We got them we in did. the mail. It was kind of oh, celebrating the day. Yeah. It was nice. It was good. And thank you, Alan, for the greeting card and the box of noodles. Well, yeah. you got the uh, flowers I sent you for yours, right? It okay. was all, I mean... This is a big deal for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it, man. <laughs> no, it's 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 I, really I, it's a big day for us. A big day for Olive Garden. I do. It's I think a big day for Olive Garden. Um, real quick, dude, Reno, the gig we did in Shelby. Thank you, yes, the sir. Alan Jackson. You may uh, thank. Um, the gig we did in Shelby. You had someone come up to me, a friend of yours. Yes. Who is a farmer? He is a farmer. Can we talk about him? Yes, sir. His name is Joe Fox. Joe Fox. Yes. How do you and know Joe Fox? I, we went to Elon together. Oh, you and fighting he, Christians. Huh? Fighting, we were the fighting. Now it's like the Phoenix. Or, oh. Why would you name, like if you're going to change the name of a college, why would you pick the same name as an online college? Right. It's like the, the, the we're now we're Elon DeVry. I'm like, <laughs> why would you choose? Like, we were the fighting Christian, and it was silly. Yeah, but that stood out. But it stood out. Yeah, we, no, there's no fighting Christian online something. academy. Yeah, right. The Phoenix I like that. is like, I don't know, it's stupid. So Joe Fox, you met him at Elon. Yeah, we met at Elon, became real good friends. He lives out by you. Right. Very close. He lives in Lincolnton, which is only 15, 10 minutes from Hickory. That's right. And they switched their farm over to hemp a few years ago, and he started a company with CBD oils and all that right. Kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So he approached me. You introduced me. He came up, and he gave me a sample of some of his stuff right here. Yeah. Um, and I'll just give him a, a quick little shout-out. Uh, Joe Fox, his company is the Alpine's Hemp Company, and I've got Delta 8 gummies I don't know a whole lot about the loopholes in the law of what is allowed and what's not allowed. I know Delta 8's a new thing, and everyone's Delta 8 crazy. But yeah. I haven't tried any of these yet, but I'm going to, and I'll, I'll give you a full report later. Yeah, man. Yeah, his his company's growing like crazy. Like, it, it has popped over the past few years. He's a good dude. We're going to talk to him about getting him as a sponsor uh, on the show. Yeah. Um, well, real quick, I told people I would talk about it a little bit. So I posted, I was stuck in the Albany airport for a very long time. And a lot of things happened in the Albany airport. Number one, you know how airports, they try to be little malls. They've yeah. got, you know, restaurants and, and sometimes they think they're art museums and they have all kinds of weird art. I saw this at the Albany uh, airport and I want, I want to know what you think of, of this art. What is it, and how would you describe it, and what do you think? Yeah, what is that? COVID. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Um. That's exactly what I thought when I first saw that. They've got a freaking coronavirus hanging out in the dang airport. What an odd place to put that. Something that was in the ocean. It's got stuff hanging off. Are those door knockers? That's what I thought. It looks like a, a ball with knockers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wooden ball with little towel racks hanging all over. <laughs> and, and somebody got paid a bunch of money. Yeah. 
Dude, could you imagine eating a Delta 8 gummy and just staring at that thing? <laughs> and you just keep knocking? <laughs> That's what I should. I should have walked over and just done every one of them. Hang on. Yeah. I, got a, I got OCD. I have to do all of them. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Dawn Kingston said, it's called a luber. Yeah, a luber. It's something to do with the ocean and, and, and nauticals and that kind of stuff. I oh. kind of looked it up and I forgot what it was. Hey, uh, Samantha Don Kingston, copy and paste the definition of luber, and I'll read it right now um, if, you, if, you, if you can. No biggie. But while I was there, I noticed that a lot of my comedian friends – see, I, I, I have a lot of comedian friends like you, Reno, all over the, all over the country, and I've yeah. done many podcasts with all of them. And I noticed a lot of them were taking pictures were, were posting pictures of them with Joe Rogan and going like, Hey, this is my buddy. He's a great guy. Blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. I saw him. And so I thought, well, hell I'll do that. And I posted a picture. Oh, here we go. Samantha Don Kingston says Luber. Oh yeah. That's me and Joe Rogan. He's not a Luber. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. You don't want to put them two together. I don't want him thinking I'm calling him a Luber. <laughs> no, a luber is a sphere of laminated cedar veneer punctuated by hand wrought iron rings. It sits at a centennial as a centennial to the concourse. Luber's title refers to a person that is out of sync with his environment, commonly known as the national expression land luber. I think it's lubber. Okay, lubber. I don't know why I say luber. <laughs> I land know why you You're land lubber. <laughs> Land lover. Luber was just a big, be a big tube. Luber, right? <laughs> I don't even know her. It's I just lover. met her. She don't need no luber. I get her worked up. Uh, but yeah, I think person, it's lover. Land no, it's lover. It's probably lover. Yeah, it's probably lover. I've been seeing luber this whole time. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw that at the airport and uh, thought I'd share it with you. But no. So while I was there. Uh, I had plenty of time to post a picture. Me and Joe Rogan. So I put up this picture, and I'm going to get in detail with this whole thing tomorrow night on Country-ish because my guest is going to be Ryan Sickler, and he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast many times. He lives in L.A. I was on his podcast. We're going to get into it with him. But I simply put up this picture and said, like, oh, I was honored to be a part uh, of Joe Rogan's experience podcast had a great time, blah, blah, blah. Come see me in Kansas city. And you would not believe the amount of that picture alone has gotten almost 10,000 reactions more than anything I've done. Because Holy you, cow, dude, he's in the news. Do you know what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Spotify, you know, uh, Spotify might, they, they got his back. Uh, he, he, you know, he's been, they've been saying he's been doing disinformation and throwing around the N word and all this crap. And I just put the picture up and said, Hey, I got his back. All, the only reason I did that was because he has the biggest podcast on the planet, right? Yeah. I hit him up. That picture's from 2019. I hit him up and said, Hey dude, I got a new album coming out. Any chance I can come on the podcast and talk about it. And he said, of course. He didn't have to do that. Right. I mean, he he knows me. We're not like best friends. Right. He's always been nice to me at the comedy store. He's always said nice things. And I and he gave me his number once. And I thought, like, let me just 
shot in the dark. And he goes, yes, of course. I went on this podcast. Many people now know about me from that. And yeah. so when I see a friend who's hurting and might need a little support and everyone else is doing it, I just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. But you wouldn't believe. I wish I had time to go through all the comments that people left. Some people are like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Some people are like, bye, I'm leaving. I'm not following you anymore. But who cares? I know. I mean, honestly, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, misinformation about COVID. <laughs> that's, wow, that's what that's all Fauci's done. It, it, this is the <laughs> dumbest argument I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I, you know, he tours with J Dave Chappelle. I don't think he's racist. No, no. Of you course. know, and, and these people, if you're 20 years old, you're not allowed to cancel anybody. You haven't lived long enough to make a mistake. Dumbass. <laughs> like right. you're, you're only 20. Talk to me when you're 40 and tell me how perfect you've been your whole life. Right. You Thank know? you. Yeah, yeah, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm thinking, nigga, naked. He, he's a this and that, and then a misinformation. The past three years have been nothing but misinformation. Oh, he I, has exactly. other views. All he does is have people on to talk about it. He asks questions. Right. He's just trying. To, he's a curious dude. He wants to find out more information. He's not and saying. And he and he. And by the way, you have the right to change your mind. It's funny um, that the news is who goes after him because he's kicking their ass in ratings. But the news, he admittedly says, this is an opinionated show. These are only opinions. The news is supposed to tell us just the news, and they give us nothing but their opinions. Exactly. They just want to take him down because he's kicking their ass. Nobody watches CNN. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? I know. I know. It's so funny. They're... Their ratings are. I think they're getting ready to be bought by the Discovery Network or Nickelodeon or something. Something's about to go down. Was I think really like they're going to do a huge cleaning house that the guy who was in charge over there got fired. Yeah, for uh, sexual. Yeah, yeah. So you know, look, he's a curious dude who wants just to find the truth, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, and uh, I've known him for a while. He's always been nice to me. Um, and with the N word stuff, he's like, look, I wasn't calling anybody the N word. I was just repeating things that they had. I was quoting people saying this and, you know, so it's, it's a whole, and it's a whole different world we live in, you know, Dude, it, it's, it's so out of control. You can't go 10 years back and, and, and punish someone for what they did 10 years ago, but that's what's happening. Oh, yeah. But I love that. He's going like, Nope. And I love that Spotify is sort of having his back as well. Did you see what rumble did today? I, I saw a little bit about it. They, they formally off offered him. They said, hey, man, 100 million for four years. We'll take you right now. I'm not kidding. Bring <laughs> your podcast, the old ones, the new ones, and let's go. And it was wow. signed by the CEO of Rumble. Damn. Good for him, dude. Well, um, someone just asked me what episode was I on. Uh, 1288. I had to go look it up because people started. Dude, I had five hours to kill in the airport. So you know how you get sucked into the, the rabbit hole sometimes? Uh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I, and by the way, I've been vaccinated. I've had COVID um, and I've had two shots of uh, Pfizer and a booster. So I don't always agree with everything Joe says. I agree with his right to say anything he wants to. Uh, whether or not I disagree or what, it doesn't matter. I was on 1288. Check it out. There's John Heffron's pipe it in. What's up, buddy? Does John Heffron want to call in? I don't know. I wonder if that's him. No, that was, that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> right. John Heffern's not here. So. I was on. Well, uh, he, may, he might be here. He might be watching. I don't know, but that wasn't yeah. him. That was me. 
So. Well, apparently he's in. Did we ever play the voicemail, the Alan Jackson? No, do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Um, so people who follow Hereford and Reap, you guys know uh, how uh, ADD John Hereford's brain can be sometimes. What you don't know is what people in his life have to deal with from time to time because his texts are scatterbrained. I, I think he does talks to text, and when he leaves a voicemail, it's always like there's something going on in the background. It's ruffled. I can't understand what's happening. But I want you guys to know, uh, I don't know where he's at, but this was the voicemail I got. And you can crank it up, Alan. Yo, hey, man. Uh, I'm somewhere. I literally don't know where I am. I think it's Alabama. I just flew to Florida and then got here for corporate. I'm not. So I, I won't be around tomorrow to do the show, but I think we talked about this. Just in case I didn't. Uh, maybe I can call in, but it'll probably be crappy and not even more too time. But so tomorrow I can't, uh, can't do it. <laughs> what? So what did you get out of that? He, uh, Alabama left Florida corporate. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking he was kind of going around the fact that he's worried about his connection. Right. And, and maybe that's just- where, Okay. Maybe just calling it off. It sounded like he kind of mumbled through, like you know, Alabama. I just can't. I don't. I don't you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be. I just. It's better for me just to say I can't make it because I know tomorrow, as he's driving to Alabama, maybe yeah. he's doing a corporate out in the middle of nowhere or something. I don't know. Yeah, but that's exactly how all of his voicemails are. <laughs> um, all of his texts are the same way. Like it just. It doesn't say goodbye or I will call you tomorrow or. It just have uh, <laughs> like it starts here and it slowly goes. To, <laughs> right. it hey, look, I don't off. really know if I'm going to come and do something like that again yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> you get it. I should have hung up an hour ago. Yeah, and we yeah. don't even hang up like that anymore. <laughs> like there's not even anywhere to hang the phone. Well, I think what he's doing is like he's looking at his phone and he's talking like this. You know, people who talk with their phone like this instead of like this. Yeah. I think he does that. He's like, hey, uh, to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't, I, so I don't know where he's at. Cause he yeah. said in the beginning of the voicemail, he goes, I don't know where I'm at. I literally don't know where I'm at. Yeah. And I can't help him. I, I don't know where he's at either. I didn't know if that was a deep thing or if it was logistically. <laughs> right. Like, is it, you know, I don't know where I am. <laughs> or if it was, I'm lost. <laughs> you know? Shane Flint says, that's why we love John Heffern. That's right. Yes. That's one of the many reasons we love ourselves from John Heffern. So, um, yeah, check out his tour dates at johnheffern.com from time to time. You can go, you can actually go to heffernandreap.com and click on his tour dates and my tour dates separately. You can do it there. Um, all right, dude. So, uh, real quick, I want to do another thing. <laughs> Happy uh, Fettuccine Alfredo Day again. I don't know if we talked about that. Happy yes, Fettuccine. And to, and to you too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like we should uh, start every topic with happy, you know. Absolutely. Um, this was in the news. Floyd Mayweather becomes the new Rob Lowe at the 2022 NFL Pro Bowl. Do you have any idea what this is referring to? Atkins? Mm, no. Adkins? No. What do you mean Adkins? Rob Lowe. Does Atkins? 
Oh, he does do Adkins. Yeah, he does the commercials for Adkins. <laughs> he does. No, no, that's actually now that you say that, that's that that's a legit, that's a logical way of thinking. No, here's what happened, and I'm going to defend Rob Lowe and Floyd Mayweather all over again. Okay, you like football, Reno Collier. I know yes, this. Sir. You played football. Yes. Yes, high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love football. I played football. It's really the only sport I watch. Um, and I've been to many games. I root for one team. I root for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, if you were to go to my closet, you would see mostly, uh, in terms of a sports team, Carolina Panthers stuff. When I lived in L.A., there was a minute I was doing Chargers, right? Because uh, Philip Rivers played for NC State and also the San Diego Chargers. Right. But it's 90% Panther stuff. Now, if I'm going to go to a game where the Panthers aren't playing, am I going to wear Panthers stuff? If I go to a Bengals versus 49ers game and you look over and you see a dude all decked out in Panther stuff, would you not think that looks kind of weird or funny? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. It's bizarre. I'd be like, dude, you're at the wrong stadium. Yeah. You know, they're not even playing here. So Floyd Mayweather was wearing a hat that just said NFL? Yes. Right. Well, Well, first of all, he's at the Pro Bowl. There's not one team playing. It's all the teams. So who are you going to root for? NFC versus AFC. I mean, he's wearing an NFL hat. But Rob Lowe did it first a while back. Rob Lowe was at a game. Um, it was a playoff game, I think, in, in San Francisco. And he was just wearing an NFL hat. And people started giving him shit and was making fun of him. I'm like, well, maybe Rob Lowe's not a fan of either team that's there, but he got tickets and wanted to go watch an NFL game and Dude, enjoys the NFL. You know what I think this is with both of them? I think they were going to the game. They went, oh, God, I don't want to get recognized and be hammered the entire time and not be able to watch the game. And somebody goes, hey, we got hats. You know what I mean? Throw him an NFL hat. He put it on. Yeah. Covers his face a little bit. 100%. Because if they're there, you know. They probably got in for free. They probably know somebody, and they oh, put, of course. took them to a VIP suite and a, and a merch table and all kinds of stuff. And some guy, oh yeah, we got all kinds of hats, t-shirt, and he put the hat on. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree with that, but I also agree that it's not dumb to wear a hat that says NFL if you're at an NFL game watching the NFL. It doesn't mean you're pulling for the NFL. It just means hey. I don't really care about the outcome of the game. I just want a good game. Maybe he just really likes the ref. <laughs> Some people root for a team. Other guys root for a line judge, and he's wearing his hat. <laughs> Wait. Hey, D. Allen Jackson, Google NFL referee uniform hat and see what <laughs> pops up because that's that's going to be the next move. We need to do that, Reno. Um Let's start wearing referee hats. Not the, dressing not the shirt, because like, that looks like a Foot Locker uniform. I'm but, dude, if we wore the pants and the shoes and we went and we're, like, cheering, every time there's a penalty, we cheer for the ref. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know Good fun? call. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he, he got, got that thing. one right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you, you, why do you guys keep cheering for penalties against both teams? Shut up. <laughs> we love justice. Stuff. We love yeah. rules and we love enforcing the rules. <laughs> Just turn around and head them with a flag <laughs> with sand. <laughs> you shut, shut up. your mouth. <laughs> And just blow a whistle in their face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I agree. That's what we got to do. I wonder what the – I'm hoping Alan can show us a picture of what an NFL referee hat looks like because I, I, I don't think it's just a black hat. It might look like that, dude. It might, dude, I think might it be. Does. Huh? I think it does, but I can't remember if the NFL patch is on there. It used to just be black hats. Yeah. Well, I went to the Super Bowl when the Panthers lost to the Broncos. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, but it's got no, the white stripes. We just got to get the white stripes, dude. We can do that. <laughs> dude, you know how much fun that would be? And then go to baseball games dressed as the ump. Uh-huh. Oh, like, yeah. have, like, the ball protect under the shirt. And, like, the <laughs> it'd get old about the third inning. But it'd be hilarious <laughs> if we're just yelling the ref's name or the umpire's name the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> I you love you, Bobby a, Nielsen. I'm a sub in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I want that hat, dude. I want the NFL hat with the white stripes. So yeah. so here's why I brought it up, the whole thing up, because I, I have a hat that I got at the Super Bowl when the Panthers played the Broncos. It happened to be the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl, right? And I just I saw a merch table. There's merch everywhere, and I saw this white hat with a gold NFL. The the NFL was the shield was a gold one for the golden anniversary. I thought that's a cool hat, dude. I'm gonna get that hat because that's only one year. You know, yeah. it's the fiftieth. That's the goldie. So I grabbed the hat. I got the hat, and then I saw Rob Lowe getting made fun of for wearing an NFL hat. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I stand with Rob Lowe. Yeah. So and now Floyd Mayweather's getting thrown in the mix, but I don't, I'm not hating on that. Why? But don't you agree with me that it would look equally as dumb to be dressed in another team's uh, uniform or hat or yeah. shirts if you're not at that game? And, yeah. and isn't it not, um, aren't you being like false or sort of a liar if you just buy the hat of a team that you don't care about, I mean, you're going to wear it one time and that's a waste of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Floyd Mayweather just, he may really like to gamble. Yeah. And he's he does. Like, I like the whole NFL or dude, you know, like with Rob Lowe, you know, when, when you have a TV show, somebody's probably going, Hey, don't wear, we're really trying to get the Kansas city market up. Right. And we've been hit with, so why don't you just kind of stay with yeah. this moron hat? Just all you know? neutral, yeah. <laughs> I like when they wear the Little League umpire hats that, like, don't fit on their head. They're just black. Uh-huh. Like, just a black ball cap, and it doesn't ever fit right. Oh, yeah. The bills are weird. Yeah. But people oh, wear them, yeah. like, around. Like, what um, is that? Uh, the dude from the Cowboys, who's the announcer now. Um, oh. Romo. Oh, yeah. Romo wears them in the Skechers commercial. He wears just that douchey, like, umpire hat with nothing <laughs> on it. Oh yeah, I'd say that's a, I don't that I don't really like as much because that looks like it's just for TV. That's a TV hat, right? We can't have logos, so we have to. If, but you want to wear a hat, you can't have nothing on it, right. and that's that's what they do. And yeah. I know that because we've done TV, and it's like, well, that's a oh TV yeah, they hat. cover up anything you have on your yeah your shirt or yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's funny. We're going to get those hats, dude. Um, I'm in. All right. Uh, one more thing, and I'll get we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this puppy up. There is uh, – Hereford and I share a love for all things from the 80s. Yeah. And I was uh, thinking of what 80s thing can we talk about today? And I've just – this song popped in my head. And I was shocked and amazed and proud of myself for being able to remember er- almost every word from the commercial for Juicy Fruit Gum back in, like, the mid-80s. Do you remember yeah. Juicy Fruit? Yeah. Okay. If I told you to sing the Juicy Fruit song, do you have any idea? Could you start? Like, just yeah. a note? I will give you a clue. Um, for whatever reason, they liked people who skied. Skis were in it. Oh, yeah. You remember this? Yeah, they all look like herpes commercials do now. They're kayaking. Yeah. and Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but there was a snow skiing one, and they had a water skiing one. All right, one. dude, sing it. How's it go? Get your ski shined up. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is going to move you. Pull it out. Take it here. (laughs) The taste is going to move you when you pop it in your mind. Something like that, right? It's kind of weird. It's like, that's a great jingle. For me to remember it all these years later. Oh, Alan, yeah, let's play the snow skiing one. See how close I was. Get your sea shined up, grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is gonna move ya. Take a sniff, pull it out. Yeah. The taste is gonna move ya when you pop it in your mouth. Juicy fruit is gonna move ya. Get yeah. Your salt, it gets right to ya. Dude, hit the salt. The taste, the taste, the taste is gonna yeah. move ya. Yeah, it's like good times at the end. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they did that. They're like, we want a song that feels like good times. That without that Jimmy you, Walker, without no <laughs> dynamite. You know, we don't want people thinking of the ghetto. We want them thinking of snow a ski skiing, resort, rich yeah. white people stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but fun. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's kind of sexual too. It says, "Take a sniff, pull it out, yeah, <laughs> and then pop it in your mouth." <laughs> yeah. But that's the first one. Now, the Alan Jackson, she would play the uh, water ski juicy fruit commercial. Do you guys remember this? People at home watching this? Do you guys remember this juicy fruit commercial? Let, leave it in the comments section. Um, yeah, there was, so there was, that was the snow skiing one. Then there was a water skiing one. And I remember thinking that this was a Mountain Dew commercial, but it's not. It's juicy fruit. Go ahead. Oh, my God, I remember this. Oh yeah. yeah. The people just eating shit on the lake. Oh there it is. And by the way, juicy fruit's not even that good. Dude, I used to eat it's the most blandest, boringest gum. Why would you buy juicy fruit when there's hubba bubba sitting right next to it? Dude, grape hubba bubba or grape big league chew? Yeah. Right. Oh. Juicy fruit was church gum. Yeah. 
That's why my grandpa always had it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's not, you don't think of like, I think of church when I think of Juicy Fruit. Yeah. Other than this song, Juicy Fruit, that's straight up grandma gum right there. You remember like grandparents would give you like half a piece and it'd be rock hard, but the foil was ripped in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you had half a piece. It was all hard because it's been in the pocket for like two Sundays. And then you can't get the foil off and you're chewing and hit your fillings. And the, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, ah, yeah, it's like a jolt to the system, man. Yeah. This I remember fun. that. It'll help with church. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Juicy fruit still out there. Um, Big league chew had a good, that was more kid cartoony commercial. Yeah. This was more a, a grown up. I think if Big League, if um, Juicy Fruit was going to be more accurate, they would do more of a gospel churchy song. You know what I mean? Have show people in church passing it around, putting the offering plate, getting it down here. You know? Welcome to First Methodist Church. <laughs> Juicy Fruit. The taste is going to move ya. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Freshen up, church gum. What was your favorite gum growing up as a kid, Reno? Big League Chew. You know what else I loved is Gator Gum. Talk Do you remember when Gatorade made gum? Did that have the powder in it? It was real sour. No, it looked like little little thin pieces, but yeah. it tasted real sour. Yeah. But I just, I loved everything Gatorade when that came out. When I yeah. football, but you know, like, ah, Gatorade, Gator Gum. Right, you know? right. Um, there used to be one. Oh, there you go. There now I remember Gator Gum. Yeah. It helps quench thirst. Has no liquid whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow it quenches your thirst. Yeah. Um, it was so it? sour it made the water come out in your own yeah. mouth. <laughs> That's how it does. It makes you more thirsty, which yeah. quenches your thirst. <laughs> there was uh, – everybody remembers Freshen Up. It had the gel in it, right? Oh, yeah. But there was another one that had like a powder in it. Do you remember that one? It's like a little, like a, like a fine little sweet powder, like granules of like colored sugar or something. Um, but they were, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I forgot the name of it, but I don't really chew gum that much anymore unless I've got a 10 hour road trip ahead of me and I have to do something to stay awake in the car. Yeah. Chewing gum is one thing. I love, I love Hubba Bubba. <laughs> I remember Bubblicious. Yeah, Bubblicious. Yeah. Bubba, Bubba, like, Bubblicious is like the Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. When I used to chew, I used to take gum and mix it in with the chew, like big, and, and use that old um, the old Halloween gum. Yeah. Something, you know, it's in the red and yellow and blue wrap. Wait. Re- oh, did Remember when we were the- kids? It's pink. And it'd be ra- bubble glow. Okay. Where it was. But I mix it up with the chew. Because, like, if you ever take a. You talking, about, you talking about tobacco? Yeah. But I you mix put, the g- gum in with it to hold really? it together. Dude, I got hit. I got hit with a ball in the nards one time and swallowed <laughs> a chew. And I was like, I can't have the leaves all over. So I'd mix it up with the gum. And it'd wow. be like a big ball and it'd stay together. So if you caught a ball and it hit you in the gut or something or in the chest, you didn't swallow it. It would stay wow. in the Yeah. I'm surprised this product doesn't exist. I mean, it you should. basically made up your own thing. Yeah. 
That Genius. should be a type of gum. There should be a nicotine gum. I'm talking not the kind of to get you off cigarettes. I'm talking about a, a chewing tobacco gum. Yeah. How come that doesn't exist? I don't know. They tried to get us hooked on it with Big League Chew, but <laughs> that's true. But imagine if you put like if you made one that's like wintergreen flavor, okay, yeah. like Skull. You made it. You made it dark so it looks like <laughs> a Skull, right? Yeah, and you just chewed it like gum, but it also had a lot of nicotine in it. I need and, it. and actually real tobacco, so you could. I mean, if you're brave enough to swallow, you can, or you can spit it out, but it's still chewing gum, so it doesn't like that's that's genius. Yeah, man, somebody get on that. Did we just come up with an, a, a great we talk? We should talk about it, and we'll talk to Joe Fox, and he can put some of that Delta stuff in. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a CBD. Gum okay. chewing tobacco. Yeah. 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 I love that, dude. All right, man. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Any final thoughts, Reno? You want to plug anything else? No, man. This was fun, dude. Um, let's see if we can go over any comments. Sonia said, nothing more sexual than a blow pop, LOL. That is true. Pretty damn sexual. Also, that weird triangle thing that we were talking, the Astro Pop, pretty sexual. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy said, Juicy Fruit always had purse lint and smelled like lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, dude. That so That's a true. good one. Um, it's going to move you when you pop it in your mouth. I know, right? All right. Get all your buzz in a gum, says Shane Flake. Candy cigarettes after Love a them. hard day of the sixth grade. Now, what do you remember about candy cigarettes? Dude, I had them all the time. Now, did it was the allure? I mean, we know as a kid it looked like a cigarette, so we thought we were older or whatever. But it's candy, so you eat it. But did it also have a powder that would? Yeah, it tried to make it look like smoke. Yeah, yeah. Is that still a thing? Do they still do that? It's probably outlawed by now. And I guarantee you, they can't do that. Cable guy used to do a joke about that. He goes, "Oh, you can't have candy cigarettes, but you can take a straw filled with powder and dump it out." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. You rub it on your gun. Dude. Yeah, Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Clark. Thank you all for the comments. We appreciate it. Uh, check out Reno Collier on the road. You go to RenoCollierComedy.com. Um, yep, there's his website. He's going to be in Arkansas. I am. I'll be at the Grove in Lowell, Arkansas, this weekend. I'll be in Kansas City at the uh, Improv. Um, don't awesome. forget to subscribe and share. You know, hit the share button. That always helps us. We have um, six Patreons. That's it. So we could use more. Um, and I guess, yep, everyone's saying have a good night. Thank you, Terry. And uh, Reno, I want to say goodbye to you. And I'll see you, my brother. I will talk to you later, okay, buddy? Sounds good, dude. Thanks for having me on. It was fun, man. I love doing that. There you go. Reno Collier, everybody. How about right, that? Brother. There he goes. He's still here. How I'm do going. we hang up on Reno? Okay. All right. The Alan Jackson. Thank you, Alan Jackson. Reno Collier. John Reap here. We'll get John Hefford back in here next time. We'll have another surprise guest. Don't forget, tomorrow night, all new country-ish with um, all, all kinds of fun segments. I'm going to give money away. I got residual check to give away. 
we'll do more Joe Rogan talk if you want. I can, I can go deeper into it. Um, and, and yeah, it's going to be a fun show. And if you're a Patreon supporter of the country ish show, you'll get to be a part of the country ish after dark. And that's just for Patreon people over there. I think we got like 25 Patreons. So we're going to do a show just for those people. We're going to get some drinks up in here. We're going to have exclusive one-on-one conversations with you. You're going to zoom into the show if you're a Patreon supporter, and we'll talk right to you in front of everybody. It's going to be a blast. But we're going to wrap this one up. Happy Fettuccine Alfredo night. Happy, I didn't talk about this, but it's also periodical table day. Yeah. So enjoy that. And uh, uh, for John Heffron, for Reno Collier, for the Allen Jackson. I am John Reap. Take us out, Rick Sanford the Third. You've been listening to the smooth sounds of Heffern and Reap. The show is over. But come back next week, same Reap time, same Heffern channel, for more comedy conversations, music, age church, and the life and times of the quarantine comedian. Always expect the unexpected, and who knows where the conversations will go. And as always, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Peace. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They, Heffron and Reap, have low self-esteem.